War. War never changes. To the Geek Generation, episode one fifty eight. Ooh, one fifty eight. I am your host Rob Logan, and Mike uh, Volpe is once again in the studio. With I am me. here. This week we're doing something a little bit different. We have the release of, or the start of, the eighth generation of consoles. Can you believe that already? Eight, huh? The eighth generation of consoles. That's a lot. Technically, it started with the Wii U, but who cares about that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Damien, who cares about that? So the the eighth generation starts up soon. So before it does, even though it's definitely not going away, the way these always work is the. I mean, they're still putting out games for. No, they're not putting out games for PS2 and Xbox. They can't possibly be. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But they do do that for years mm-hmm. before they kind of give up on that and move on for good to the yeah. the current generation. So. We're going to talk about our our five favorite games of the current generation consoles. So uh, before we talk about our actual top five, a little history on the seventh generation of video game consoles. Mm. Uh, it started on November 20th. Settle down, students. Listen. <laughs> Listen. It started on November 22nd, mm. 2005. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you believe it's been that long? Like. You were saying that, are we really ready for another generation, another set? It's been. Yeah, but the games can still years. continue to improve. That's my point. It's Well, yeah, Without, absolutely. You know. But I mean, it's been seven or eight years. This might be one of the biggest gaps between generations we've had so far. Is It the, It might be the longest cycle. It might be. Cycle. Yeah, because these consoles just last longer. They have more staying power now. Except for when they like red, red ring, ring or something. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I thought so. I could see it in your face. You saw the red circle in my eyes. I did. And the one that kicked this one off was actually the Xbox 360. Yes. Was released November 22nd, 2005. Uh, it was then followed about a year later by the PlayStation 3 mm-hmm. on November 11th, 2006. And the Nintendo Wii on November 19th, 2006. So the Wii was the last one to come out. In that generation, and yet the Wii U proceeded. The Wii U is works with the Wii, right? What do you mean by works with? Like you, they are separate consoles. Oh, they are. Oh yeah. Oh, were you uh, thinking the Wii U was just the the, the controller? Big, yeah. Nope, it's an entirely new console. I don't consider it a new generation. The Wii U. Yeah, I mean, it all looks the same, right? What's the difference? It's the Wii in HD. Kind of, but I mean, the graphics are improved and things like that, and it has different capabilities and. But you, I think the only carryover is you can use the controllers, the same motion controllers, work on the Wii U, which... I think <laughs> they failed. You think so? Well, I think a lot of people are thinking that. I think they failed a while ago. Because Nintendo's just going HD and stuff, so... Poor Nintendo. I feel <laughs> bad for them, really. I feel like they're digging and clawing and they just can't... They were like, we were on top! Yeah. Uh, what happened? They were. They absolutely what were. What happened was that you continued to be kid friendly when Xbox and Sony are like, you're the 80s wrestling when everybody else wanted the Attitude Era. Right, right. You know? Yeah. They just got left behind. Everybody's like, suck it. And they're like, that's not right. <laughs> well, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, darn tootin'. <laughs> uh. Old timey words. Um, but we did get some innovations, and each console kind of had something unique to bring to the table mm-hmm. with that generation or with the this generation that we're talking about. The Xbox 360 was the first HD console. So since it's preceded the PS3, which was also an HD system, by a year it preceded it, mm-hmm. and it was the first HD console. Uh, the PlayStation 3 brought in the Blu-ray technology, yep. which is significant to go from, I believe, DVDs hold 4.7 gigabytes. I don't remember the exact number for Blu-ray, but I know it's around 50 gigabytes. Mm. So it is 
a very sizable difference. Holds a ton more space, yet they don't put anything worthwhile on it. <laughs> Not the video games. I'm yeah, talking about yeah. movies on Blu-ray. Yeah. Except for Back to the Future, that was packed. It's nice but, to have TV shows on Blu-ray because it's less discs for the like a season of something. It's a, you can fit more discs on, or more episodes on a disc. Oh. Yeah. Well, they didn't do that with Dexter season three, but. Or the, well, the quality's higher too. Yeah. So. Ooh, that means I get to see the girls in better quality. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Wii's innovation is obviously, and its biggest selling point was the motion control aspect, yeah. which Sony and Microsoft then decided to rip off, creating their own versions with the PlayStation Move and the Microsoft Connect. Which I feel that entire thing is a failure. The motion control. I think the Connect motion control mm-hmm. were cool, but we're gonna go right back to controllers. It's always it's always gonna go back to controllers. Why do you think that is? I don't because unless because because we're Americans. <laughs> we're in America. America. Because really, that's it. Yeah. Because if I play a video game, I want to do it from the comfort of my couch yes. or chair, my lazy boy, whatever it is. Yep. I want to. I don't want to get up and move. If I want to get up and move, I'd go to the gym. I'd sure. go for a run. I'd sure. go whatever. Play laser tag. Yep. You know, video games are supposed to be like an escape. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, like, there are certain games that could utilize that, but it's always going to come back to the controller. Yeah. Even if you, I really think that even if they were like, look, we figured we can immerse you into the game. You will be in the Halo universe. You will be Master Chief. Yep. No, I'd rather, I want to sit on my couch. <laughs> I just don't think it can get to that point. I feel more like I'm Master Chief when I am less distracted by the things Ex- I have to do. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that carrying over that stuff into the new generation is a waste of time and money. Mm-hmm. I think it's just an extra, like the consoles all could have been cheaper Mm -hmm. or the coming consoles could be cheaper. Sure, sure. If they just got rid of the cameras. The camera is a cool concept, but I don't think it's going to be utilized correctly ever. Maybe, maybe not. I think one of the things that the cameras could be nice, and I don't know how much people will latch onto it, is the idea that you can have, you can see your friends while you're playing with them, which, which is kind of like having someone on your couch with you a little bit more. I appreciate the, the the attempt to connect with someone, even if it's through technology. Mm. You're at least connecting with someone by seeing them, and that's more than just playing a game together where you're just talking and not seeing each other. You can choose whether you, because you know, I mean, that's gonna. That's just gonna I, I'm sure as you if can there's choose, not enough yeah. bad mouthing and people giving people shit playing video games as it is. Now you're gonna see them, and now they're gonna pick. Like this is gonna lead to kids getting picked on visually right, right. too. Like, oh wow, you look like an idiot, you know. I would assume that people are not going to share their mm. images with people they don't know. Yeah. I just feel like it's a it's it's a cool concept, but it just isn't going to work. Yeah. It's always going to revert back to. And I think it should have stayed with this console generation, and we should have dropped it and mm-hmm. tried something different with this hmm. new one. But I could be wrong. I mean, who knows? All it takes is one game to revolutionize everything. Absolutely true. Because now they're trying to do it with cell phones and little tablet add-ons and yep. shit. And have like that third party interaction that way. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, I'm going to go right back to, I don't want to be playing the Halo 5 and have to worry about what's going on on my cell phone while I'm playing Halo 5 with the controller in my hands. I agree with that. Absolutely. It's just. It's too much. We already multitask too much. So why am I? Like I'm already sending a text message in between deaths. Come on. (laughs) What do you want? I have to pause to text and then get back to the oh, yeah. game. <laughs> I have to hide in a cave for 20 seconds. I die every time. <laughs> you know, but all right. So, yeah, we jumped forward and now we're going yeah. to get back. But to- the uh, the motion control, too, I think was really successful when it came to party type games. Yes. When you're up and moving around anyway, because it looks when you're at a party and you're sitting down on the couch, it's it does like it's almost like you're being antisocial. Yes. So having that kind of up and moving and the Wii Sports and the Mario parties and the things like that. And even, that. you know, uh, rock, uh, uh, Guitar Hero and yep, Rock sure, Band and all sure. that stuff too. I mean, those are great yep. party games. And a lot of music games made their rise on the generation prior. True. But definitely faded out during the seventh generation. They didn't fade out until only a couple of years ago, though. Right. Well, yeah, during this generation, though. So they survived from, let's let's just call it 2006. Yep. 
They survived, what, another four years? Yeah. Oh, they did. They held on for a while, but the gimmick. Now the dance games are in. Yeah. The gimmick, just like motion control, kind of hmm. fell away. And the dance stuff is like the best thing that Kinect you is know, for, I'm sure. Still but still can't get rid of 3D, though. No. But I think 3D <laughs> is is on its way out. Well, it's definitely out of video games. Right. It's definitely on its way out, and I think it'll be on, on its way out in movies, too. I bet Chris Tong's happy he bought that 3D TV. Yeah. <laughs> I have a 3D TV. I've never even used the 3D. It was just the best deal I could get. I didn't really pay extra for the 3D. It's mm. just one of those it was included. features that's just there that I'm just never going to use. Mm. And I've never... The only thing I would probably even attempt it with is video games just to see what that's like. But I'm not paying whatever the, the glasses cost for yeah. that. And I'm not going to keep using it all the time, so... Totally not worth it. Um, the only thing, though, as far as motion control goes, I do have to say I enjoyed playing Heavy Rain with the motion controls. It was different to get used to, and I think mm-hmm. maybe that's the biggest hurdle. Is Some people just see it, and while it's supposed to be more natural and more intuitive and more for the casual gamer, mm-hmm. it's so different. It doesn't even feel like you're playing a video game anymore. It's like, I want to play a video game, which means holding the controller yeah. and doing whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So those were the major innovations of the seventh generation of consoles. Um, we're well, gonna, I oh. mean, the other uh, downloadable content is an innovation too. In a true, way. true. There was really no, uh, very little downloadable content for the old. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. If we're the, if we're going to talk gener- about this generation, I mean, they revolutionized the idea of downloading extra content and paying for extra content. If we're going to talk about concepts that started in this generation, yeah. then DLC and patches are one. Yeah. And whereas DLC has some downsides that we've talked about in the past uh with the whole controversy with street fighter cross tekken mm-hmm. about the people being on the disc and then you just paying a code to unlock the stuff that you already have like that's a bunch of bs mm-hmm. but having dlc that can like if if a developer sees that their game is super popular to a point where they didn't really expect it and they go people still want to play in this world yeah but we didn't have it this is all we have now we can give them more like that's the point of dlc yeah. And when they do that, it keeps the game alive longer. Definitely. And when they do that, it's certainly appreciated. Like I'm done playing Saints Row Four, finished it. Yeah. But I know eventually there will be DLC for it because I have the season pass, and they've said that mission packs will be coming out where mm-hmm. you can have you can jump back into the world and play some more. And I'm looking forward to that. It's kind of nice to even like I'm done with the game. I don't like stopping a game midstream. Yeah. I like to be done with it. But it's nice that I'm going to go on and play another game now to completion. And then I know eventually I will have the opportunity to jump back into Saints Row 4. It's not there now, so yeah. I can feel okay moving on <laughs> as a completionist. I'm, I'm okay to move on right now. Yeah. And I know I'll come back to you because you're my buddy. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of cool. Thunder Buddies for life. <laughs> and the patches aspect is amazing because if you bought a game in the past and there was a bug or it was broken mm-hmm. there were some game damaging bugs so to, to like where you didn't even want to play anymore yeah on some older games but the fact that they can just release a patch fix that bug and then you can actually enjoy the game mm-hmm. that's huge yeah that's tremendous and the whole the whole online evolution has changed with this one it's like so much more takes place online mm-hmm. and multiplayer games they're games that are made primarily multiplayer now mm-hmm. Like Call of Duty is a multiplayer franchise right. that they kind of tack on a single player campaign. Although I think they've been putting more focus on that in recent years, but for a while it was just a tacked on addition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then downloadable games, completely downloadable games. It's nice. And the rise of indie games. Yeah. We've seen more and more, not just, I mean, Steam isn't a console of this generation, even though Steam is getting a console. Did you know that? No. They have a console that's going to be coming out, or I don't know how much news will be out about it at this point. I've seen prototypes of the controller and stuff, and I think some hardware stuff has been released. So it's going to be a console just for indie games? I don't know if it'll be just indie games, but it'll be Steam's console, which is primarily focused on indie games. You can get full-fledged, like, full games through Steam Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, But that's that's a cool thing that's coming out, too. But the, the downloadable games that we've given rise to it's nice to be able to buy like a 10 or 15 dollar game yeah. and play through whereas we would play an nes game back in the day mm-hmm. and maybe the play time was like two or three hours some of these 10 to 15 or yeah 10 to 15 dollar games yeah 
are giving you still like six to seven hours of gameplay, which is pretty awesome and well mm-hmm. worth the money, especially if it's a solid game. Mm-hmm. So that's always cool to see, too. And I actually made uh, a list of some downloadable games that I, were my favorites of this mm-hmm. generation. Uh, and the reason that I'm not including this on the top five that we're going to talk about after is we had a certain criteria where standalone download games were not part of our our list. And when we talk about the criteria, people will understand that. So I don't feel weird about including these elsewhere. But some of the games that I enjoyed downloadable wise for uh, this generation of consoles was DuckTales Remastered, which I've talked about recently. Woo-hoo. Really enjoy that. And you love doing that every time we say DuckTales, don't you? <laughs> yeah. uh, Mega Man 9 and 10. That was kind of like the we've seen a rise or a, a resurgence of retro games, yeah, coming back, which to- is kind of nice. Toe Jam and Earl and Streets of Rage, and it's nice that they can make those very available. And yep. it's probably a lot harder to get access to the actual hardware like game for something like that, mm. but making it available digitally for people to just buy and download is so easy now, which is awesome. So we get that stuff and Mega Man Nine and Ten. Love the games because I love the Mega Man franchise, especially the older retro ones. Mm-hmm. But God damn it, those were hard. <laughs> Some of them are. I don't remember older yeah. Mega Man games being that. I still haven't beaten nine or ten because I can't get through the Wily like stages. The Wily thing is a marathon because you do the robot individual yeah. stages, but then the Wily one is always you go through levels, you fight all the robots again, then you fight the final boss, and it's all unbreakable like there's no save point in the middle of that and that's why older games were so hard yeah it wasn't even necessarily that the game itself was hard it's that checkpoints were not as common a thing these kids today got it easy <laughs> with their so you'd saves have to, and their lives yeah you'd have to go back and like replay Ugh. the same things over and over and over and really really master them uh so i enjoyed those pixel junk shooter is another one i really liked scott pilgrim vs the world the game is a nice old school style, mm-hmm. just side side scrolling brawler. That's a fun one. It's co op, but I haven't even played it co op yeah. yet. But that looks like it would be fun doing that too. And another one is a puzzle game called Critter Crunch. Critter Crunch. Critter Crunch. I don't know if you've heard about that at all, uh, but it's it's it is a puzzle game. I don't remember where I first played it. I think I might have played a demo on my computer, and then I saw it come out on PlayStation. I was like, I have to get it because it's amazing. They're these little like critter creatures, they're called. And uh, you're in like a forest type setting and there's all these vines hanging down and there's insects and all these weird bugs hanging yeah. on the vines. And you go back and forth between them and eat them. But you have to make uh, make like sets of three and then they explode. And oh, OK, so it's all this stuff. And <laughs> the funniest thing is like when you get all full. You go over to your child waiting on the side of the screen and you puke rainbows into his mouth like you're feeding him. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> and appropriate. Yeah. And you got to love puking rainbows into a little little creature's mouth. It's funny. Taste the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah here's some Skittles. Yeah. It was a super, super fun game. If people have never played Critter Crunch, I think it's multi-console at this point, multi-platform. So check mm-hmm. it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and that's pretty much as all I have for downloadable stuff. You, I know, enjoyed... I'm- I have, yeah, State of Decay was yep. the most recent one. I'm looking, there's a game I downloaded. I can't think of what it's called. I'm trying to find it. I'm Google searching it. Um, describe, describe. It was, you played as, um, you, you basically, are you're a god. Like, you can oh, transform I the land yes. and the water. Uh, what was it called? I remember you talking to I me I played about through this. it and I beat it and it was, oh my god, it was so much fun because it was just so, I mean, the Doesn't water. did it have, like, sun or earth or something in the title? Might have been. Yeah. Um, or planet trying to, yeah, it, it's, there was a, a downloadable game where you can play as like a sun and mm-hmm. you suck up planets right, and you grow. Right. But this was one where there's, it's basically a bunch of like, oh, like a uh, tribal people. Yep. And you can manipulate the sand. You can build. Oh, wait, is this a different away. one than the sun? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. This one. So you have to get them. It's remember lemmings. Yeah. They, they would go, they had a point they need to get to and okay. you had to transform the land. Yeah, absolutely. Same idea, except you're manipulating sand, water, fire. Volcanoes are exploding, so you're building rock to move the lava in another direction. Okay. Um, just it was an awesome game. I mean, I spent uh, just so, I had so many hours playing it. Yeah. Uh, but the the realism to from it, dust from dust. Yes. How do you? You just Google. Something? I'm a master of Google. Well, I know I exactly what to put in. 
Wow. From Dust, yes. I typed in Tribe of People Xbox 360 downloadable. From Dust. Thank you. <laughs> uh, awesome game. Yeah. Really worth buying and playing because playing, the game was... I real uh, now I actually want to go back and play it again. Oh yeah, it was fun and challenging too. Puzzle game, I assume. Pretty much. I mean, you could move you can move the camera up and down and around like it was full like sandbox type thing. Cool. But there's the Earth is like things are evolving. Like every time a wave comes in, a little bit of sand washes away, or mm-hmm. like rivers could slowly overflow and create a new path. Like it. It felt so alive. It was a like, god game. Like at any moment, something terrible could happen. Yeah. You have to quickly fix the problem. I remember uh, that makes me think of the game Black and White. Yes. That was a Peter Molyneux yeah. game. And he does those god games a lot. Mm-hmm. And that is, those are a lot of fun. It's almost like, it's a god simulator. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't, yeah. And like I mentioned before, Toe and Earl and some of the old Sega games I've played. Yep. Which, like you said, I mean, you go back and you play them and go, holy crap, these games were hard. How did yeah. I beat them as a kid? Like, exactly. That's it. I didn't download too many games. Yeah. Because you just don't know either. You look at the ratings, you're just like, oh. Yeah. I, I mean, I played a bucks. lot of them, and some of them were super hyped. Like, I enjoyed Journey, mm-hmm. but and it won, like, Game of the Year. And I didn't get the same impact oh, out of it that yeah. I think a lot of people did. Uh, and I played a lot of others, like NBA Jam, Tournament. Like, yeah. That was cool. Mm-hmm. It was nice to play the like new version of that. Uh, I played a lot of the Street Fighter stuff that came with the 25th anniversary collection. Street Fighter 2 Puzzle Fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old X-Men game. Yeah. A lot of stuff like that. And it's cool to have that kind of retro stuff, I too. I played the Ninja Turtles game. I think I downloaded that. And yeah. Played, played that at one point, too. Sweet. I wish uh, I'd would have loved to have played Turtles in Time. Oh, I know, right? That was maybe the best ninja turtles arcade game Mm. i enjoyed that heavily we've also seen too kind of a trend of the hd remastered games because i know i've talked about kingdom hearts before on the show being re-released i played the ratchet and clank hd collection that i talked about and a lot of the portable games eventually being like released on consoles Mm -hmm. the god of war origins collection i played that where they have the the PSP games were HD remastered for the consoles, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I, I love that idea. And now uh, with Batman Arkham Origins out and they have the Arkham Origins Blackgate for the handhelds for, I think, 3DS and for PS Vita. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming eventually they will release a version of that for the console as well after Arkham Origins has kind of had its run maybe a few years from now. And then we'll be able to play Blackgate as well. Yeah. That's all cool stuff. Mm-hmm. There's just so much. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just two other things you didn't mention. Yeah. Because I'm looking up at what you have. The idea of pre-ordering games oh, yeah. became a big deal. With it did. Not just, hey, pre-order. It used to be pre-order, so you get it. Mm-hmm. Then it became pre-order, and we'll give you a bonus. A bonus. Yeah. Then it became pre-order, and now you get a helmet. You get a case. You get... Pretty soon it's going to be pre-order. We're going to give you a TV. Right, like, right, right. The collectibles that come along. They're all one-upping one another, too. Yeah. So there's they're putting them more out there. I don't know how much profit they make off the toys and all that stuff, but they're, it's also another revenue stream mm-hmm. because pre-orders are pretty big for the big games, of sure, course. Sure, sure. And then you another thing you missed that this generation really, at least the, the Xbox and the PlayStation 3. Yep. The fact that it's not a video game system. It's an entertainment device. Right, right. These systems are DVD. Well, you can watch movies. You can do Netflix, Amazon, like everything. And even though you could watch DVDs on like, I think, Xbox 360. Yeah. And well, yeah, um, yeah, we're talking current, uh, but Xbox before that, you could watch you could. DVDs and PS2, you could, but as it well. wasn't as relevant, but right, yeah, it's not, it's not the full media. I don't have a cable box sure. because I have my Xbox, same, yeah, there's no need, yeah, it's so amazing. The, this system is the beginning of that, right, right, and, and then the next the, generation will be, well, we'll see what they do with the it. Xbox One has like the total TV takeover yeah. now, so yeah, they're they're becoming even more. Of the media center of your living room mm-hmm. type idea, which I like. I enjoy that. I think that's a nice I think direction. You might to move even in. see a company like Verizon or AT&T or Comcast or go, we need to create internet television mm-hmm. that will allow these systems. So you don't have to plug it into your cable box. Yeah. Live TV and all the channels that company offers yep. just 
streams. Yeah, oh, the, I think eventually it will be we get yeah. the console and it's that is your Xbox cable box. partnered with Verizon. Sure. God, please don't let that happen. <laughs> you know, PlayStation 3 partnered with AT&T and they'll right, be like, right. well, there goes Xbox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to AT&T. Oh, no. That'll be the thing that eventually that, makes you switch. That's what does it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck funny. you, Verizon. Um, I think that's a major thing because these systems did more. Absolutely. More than, I mean, look at what it, the, um, People weren't buying Blu-ray players because it was cheaper to buy a PlayStation. Right. And it was this generation that had the Blu-ray versus HD DVD war. Right. Right. The next generation, what's the war? There is no it, the war technology is the war. The console is just, itself. Yeah, we're back to that. Yeah. Yeah. And even hardware wise, they're so similar. I think uh, not just the console, but I think maybe we're going to get back to the power of exclusive titles. Like you said, for you, it's all about games. So I have a feeling the eighth generation, aside from what they decide to innovate with peripherals and things like that, it's really going to be about the services and the games that they offer yeah. exclusively. That's going to be a huge, huge part of it, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's the seventh generation as far as innovation. Yeah. Let's talk. Or should we do it after the commercial break? Oh, I don't know, but I think this commercial break is brought to you by thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. I think you're right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> why would you go there? Because you do Amazon shopping anyway. Anyway. So why don't you just earn us a commission? Exactly. So we can keep doing this for you. Yeah. No extra cost. Wow. Yeah. That was a solid I bought commercial. gym equipment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, hundreds of dollars worth of gym equipment and merchant. I've spent probably well over, th- I know what I spent. I spent $3,000 last month on gym stuff. Whoa. And a lot of it was bought on the geekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Whoa. <laughs> do it. If Volpe's helping the show and he's right. putting his time into the show, you, you can, can help it. the show by going to the geekgeneration.com slash Amazon mm-hmm. and just buy stuff because you're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Now for our commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a way to show your geek pride? We've got a great selection of t-shirts over at the Geek Generation store to help you out. Represent the Geek Generation with a G-Shield logo tee, become Lord of the Geeks, or rock the gamer shirt. All proceeds support the show and allow us to continue bringing you free content. Get your shirt now by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash store. Hey, this is Allie Baker, and you're listening to the Geek Generation podcast. Boop, pop, 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 beep, boop, pop, pop. We're going to be talking about the top five current generation console games. Now, I say top five current generation console games, but it's actually our top five favorite current generation console games. Because if we did the top five games... We're talking about, well, what makes this one better than this one? And that's such an argument that can go round and round and round, Mm -hmm. and you never know where it's going to stop. But when we're talking about our favorites, no one really can argue with us because it's pure opinion. Uh, But we do have some criteria to go over as to what we use to say, like, whether this qualifies or that qualifies or anything like that. So here's our criteria that we uh, went by, our guidelines. The games have to be from either PS3, Xbox 360, or Wii, because that is the seventh generation of consoles. Uh, no franchises can be named. It has to be a specific game. So, for instance, if I wanted mm-hmm. to say one of the Assassin's Creed games, I can't just say Assassin's Creed as a whole. Like, they were all awesome, because that's a cop-out. That's too easy. Mm-hmm. Specific games. We want that. You can only have one game per franchise per list. So, again, if I'm going to talk about Assassin's Creed... Uh, I can't say Assassin's Creed 2 and Assassin's Creed Revelations on the same on my list, but I could have one and you could have one. Yeah. Uh, no re-release or HD remake titles. Mm-hmm. So I can't bring the Kingdom Hearts HD back in just because that's we want original, original stuff that was intended for this generation. Indie games are OK, but no download exclusive retro titles. So I can't say like the classic X-Men arcade game because that's just a re-release. Yeah but I could say something like journey. Mm. And then we did put them in order going from five to one. So we're going to hop right into our countdown. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, 
Yeah. We're in the countdown, boys and girls and whoever's listening. <laughs> All right. So we have uh, the top five favorite current generation console games. Uh, Mike and I will be giving our lists. We also have the submitted list of Damian Cranshaw that we will throw into the mix. I'm pretty sure neither Mike nor I have played any of the games he submitted, though. So it's going to be a little tough for us to comment on if those. If it's not Wii Bowling, then I didn't play it. <laughs> if it's not, right? I know. So he's probably a lot of Wii. Uh, I'll throw Damien's number five in there first. Okay. Which was Guitar Hero Aerosmith. Oh, cool. Which I actually I remember have. that coming out, yeah. I have it for... Oh, no, I have Guitar Hero Van Halen, I think I got for Metallica free. they do Metallica, too? Yeah, yeah, they have all the different ones. I don't remember which console they're all for, though, but I'm somewhat surprised to see a music game on the list at all. I mean, they were fun, but they feel they feel so old, man. <laughs> they do. They kind of do. But uh, those games were fun. They held up a long time. I really enjoyed them while I was in college. That was a good time to just play Guitar Hero and Rock Band with people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that a lot. I, I can't imagine what that must have been like with a college experience. That oh, must have yeah. been great. That's how I got into them. It was that in DDR, like all the time. It was so funny. I'm glad I didn't go to college. That would have been <laughs> such a waste of money for either me or my mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I turned out all right. I mean, like, I give myself like a five out of ten. Right? <laughs> Rating yourself. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do your number five? Sure. Okay. Uh, I got to go with Saints Row three. Yeah, good call. Throw it in there because it, that's the last game that I've put. Well, no, that's not the last game I put. Uh, I put a significant amount of time into it and yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it from the moment it opened. Yeah. So it was just a good, fun, over the top take me back to being my teenage years Mm -hmm. kind of game so and something nice about just this is a game where you can do everything you want and we know we're a game yeah and we're gonna be a game yeah we're not gonna try to be something hyper realistic we're just gonna be a game Mm -hmm. and have fun cool good choice for five my number five is portal two oh which i actually played on two different systems i played Mm -hmm. it on my ps3 and i played it on my computer Mm-hmm. Um, I actually enjoyed it a little bit more on my computer because I have the mouse and when you're doing something first person like that and having the precision and the the speed mm-hmm. with which I could move the mouse accurately and fire the portal gun and stuff around. But holy crap, is that not only a great puzzle game, but super, super entertaining and funny, too. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed Portal 2 and more so than the first Portal because mm-hmm. the first Portal is really good. It's just a lot shorter. I didn't play those games. I don't know how much you'd enjoy them. I mean, aside from the, the, the God type game you mentioned, are puzzle games really even your thing? Not really. I mean, the, the part that maybe you would enjoy, uh, and I really haven't had a chance to play because I don't have friends <laughs> is but portal is part of what game? Portal is part of portal now. No, but I thought portal was came from something. It did. Uh, when the orange box came out yes, from valve that had half life two half life and yes. it had team fortress i believe and it had uh portal and mm. and portal was just a little kind of almost throwaway game that they, they included and in the orange the one box that blew up and it blew up right out of it and then portal 2 was uh, a long-awaited thing that people thought might not be as good but there is a mode in portal 2 that's a co-op multiplayer mm-hmm. and i haven't really had a chance to play it because it's not something you can play online if, if, it's, if it's even capable for that because you have to be able to talk to uh. the person in real time while you're playing because the there's a lot of coordination to solve the puzzles and stuff. So you really have to play it with someone else. But mm-hmm. we could always give that a try. <laughs> uh, moving on to our number fours. I'll start with Damien's number four. He said The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, which, again, I've heard is a good game. Yep. Not a lot more I can say about it because I've never holds played. On. Zelda and Mario. Yeah. Two franchises that just they hold on. Zelda, Mario and Metro. Uh, Metro. <laughs> Metroid. Yeah. I, I wish we had the Mario games on the other consoles. I really did. And I think I've said it before, but as much as I love uh, okay. old school Nintendo, coming. I almost wish Nintendo would die in the console market just so that I could have Mario games on my PS yeah. 3, 4, whatever it might be. I want to play Mario on my PlayStation. It will happen. Because mm. Nintendo absorbed Sega in a way. Yeah. And now, well, like Sonic, you can only get on. But they have the Sega collections on Xbox. True. A bunch of them. That's true. 
But I think the the newer newer Sonic stuff really comes out for Nintendo first, oh. and then it might might make its way over to the other consoles. But it's it's more so a Nintendo thing than anything. But I would like to see all that kind of go out into the the big two. Yep. And then who knows what Steam will do with its console? We don't know yet. Uh, your number four. Uh, we don't know yet. <laughs> it's gonna kill the Wii. Yeah. Your number four. Uh, State of Decay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Best zombie game I feel. Yeah. To, to come out on the this generation, and it was a cheap, downloadable game. Yeah. Very well done. It had set panic. I felt like I was really involved in the world. Yep. Anybody can die, and like you're not stuck to one character. It's zombie apocalypse simulation. Yeah. You just they're out doing your thing, and all of a sudden, it, it the world is falling, or the world has been falling apart, and you weren't even aware of it. I assume it's kind of like playing The Walking Dead without having the, the actual title of the yeah. franchise tie. Basically, like if that game had come out and they had called it The Walking Dead, I think people would. Well, that game, too. It's right. not on my list. Right. But, you know, phenomenal game. Like sure. this game could easily have just been The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And I I think that would have sold even, helped it sell even more copies. Absolutely. The game did. 200,000 copies in its first... Oh, it didn't do bad at all. ...week or something like that? <laughs> it did pretty damn well, if I remember correctly. So, I beat the game, and then it lets you go back to your right be- the, the spot right before you go in to do the last mission, so mm-hmm. you can continue to play the game. Sure. And I've just... I've still... I'm con- the, the few minutes I have to play video games, I'll turn that on and mm-hmm. play that. And they do that a lot. There's still a ton to do in the game. So. They do that a lot more with open world games now is mm-hmm. like rewind to I like it better when it continues like you've done it and then the game continues. But understandable yeah. that certain games have a point where you well can't. the way this game ends, they're, they're setting up for, I guess, the next one. OK, so yeah, so it makes sense. The next one is the continuation of this one. Sweet. Hopefully it carries over the save. So those characters are there because you spend a lot of time building up your team. Well, yeah, and I, they, they have that cool dynamic of, like, when someone dies, yeah. you've kind of become attached to them. And Well, when somebody dies, you, so yeah, I've mentioned it before, unless you're right in front of your Xbox with your finger ready for the button, it's an instant save. That person's gone. Yeah. Gone. You make, And that's what made it so cool was that if you make a mistake, you pay for it. Sure. And it could be a mistake as simple as you wanted to quickly go through, like, something in a house. Like, mm-hmm. you're going through the refrigerator looking for food. And you, there's an option to quickly do it. Okay. And as you quickly do it, you can sometimes make too much noise and you break something. And next thing you know, the house is being swarmed. That's crazy. And you're just like, if you're by yourself, you're done. Yeah. The odds are you're done. Because if you pull out a gun and start shooting, it attracts more. What happens if you die? I did. Oh. Oh, right away. You start off, at, there's two characters. You start off as one. I'm pretty sure he died within my first 15 minutes. Do you have to start all over or do nope. you just play as? You just, it automatically makes you play as somebody oh, so else. So there's really no one player character. There is none. Interesting. There is no main character. Interesting. Like in your mind, you could designate one and try to keep that person safe sure, as you sure. build their skills and stuff. But that also was cool, was that there was no, there, there's no. Central lead. You, I, I think the only way you could die is if you actually killed off everybody in your party, which might actually be interesting to do just right. to see what happens. Maybe it just goes to another NPC that's someone you could bump into. Maybe. And it just you pick up fresh from that Either one person. Either that or it actually does say you you failed. You right. didn't survive. That'd be crazy. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> I'm doing some Googling after. <laughs> yeah. Find out what could yeah, possibly I'm, happen. I need to do it too because I don't want to actually go and kill them. Right, because right. Too much work. I'd have to start the game over. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. You can't even like, you have to go see somebody do it. Yeah, you yeah. You can't even pretend to do it. Um, my number four is Infamous. Not Whoa. the second one, the first one. Actually preferred the first one. I thought the story was better. I enjoyed the city a little bit better. And I enjoyed the the twist. That was in Infamous. I thought it was a better story mm. overall. Uh, and it was nice. I, I, obviously, I love super-powered characters. Um, Infamous was one of those games, too, where morality was a big part of it. Mm. And I think it was, even though you, you saw this in games, but I don't think it impacted as much as it did in Infamous, depending on which route you went down, the city responded accordingly. Mm-hmm. So if you went and did more heroic actions, then they would cheer for you, and uh, they would kind of like, sometimes even attack people that were attacking you just to like, you're their hero. Yeah. And if you went down the bad route, then people might run up to you in the street and just punch you in the face. 
stuff like that, or run away in fear, mm-hmm. and your appearance would change one way or the other. Your powers would change one way or the other. It was very cool. The only thing that was weird about it is when games do morality systems, they tend to not have very well-working gray areas. Yeah, It's always like save the drowning kittens or yeah. like throw a baby off the Empire State Building. <laughs> so it's not... It's like you know you're being evil or you know you're yeah. being good. From what I've heard, the Mass Effect games are a lot better at you not knowing what the consequences are and not necessarily steering in one light. Like you could do something. You could be a good guy for most of the game. And if you do one kind of negative or evil action, it's not going to totally derail what yeah. you've done up to that point. So definitely enjoyed that game a lot. Number threes. Yeah. Number threes. Damien's number three is Sonic Colors. So we were talking Never about even hurt. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, we were talking about Sonic uh, games just a little while ago. Yeah, and uh, one of them is on the list from Nintendo. But again, something we haven't played. We, <laughs> we. That's gonna be every time, isn't it? We. <laughs> Your number three. All right, this might be surprising, but Halo actually comes in, and it Halo the first. Well, no, Halo. Yeah. Here's what, because the you put the rules out there. There was Halo Three and Halo Three ODST. Okay. There were two different games that came out, although all the online stuff was identical for both. Like it was an extension of the story. Okay. So I kind of because of the amount of time, like when you pop the ODST disc in, it had new maps for multiplayer, mm-hmm. but it had all the old stuff too. So it was just like. While we're making Halo Reach, sure. here's ODST play as an alternate it's character. Like an add-on. Exactly. Yeah. Like it could have been downloadable content. Sure. So that the Halo Three, even over Reach and Halo Four, because the amount of time that I put into this game yeah. was just ridiculous. Yeah. But not the most amount of time, as you'll find out. <laughs> oh. Uh, so I have to say I think three was probably the it was the first one for the Xbox three sixty. It was probably the strongest one too. Mm. Just the mechanics of it were different, and uh, it sticks out in my mind so bad because that's the game. That game made me more angry than any other game I yeah. played. I used to, I spiked to that controller into the ground so many times. How active were you in the multiplayer? That's all I would play. Oh, really? Like, I played through the storyline once or twice. I'll yep. try to beat it on legendary, usually with someone, mm-hmm. and then it's all just. And there's not a lot of games you play online, are there? Not really. It was mostly just Halo I played on. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so it I has to be good multiplayer for that. Played then. constantly. Sure. Just constantly. And I think. No, actually, I didn't download any of the maps. But what they did with that was, they eventually made all the maps that were downloadable. After a while, they became free. Mm. But to, in order to play them initially, you had to pay. Okay. Well, I, that okay. was the first. That's actually when I stopped. I'm, I'm not paying for downloadable stuff. Anymore. Right, right. Yeah. Halo 3, number three. Cool. Uh, my number three is in the Assassin's Creed franchise, and it is Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Mm. That for me was the, the standout game. Like, one was fun. That's the third one? Mm hmm. Uh, kind I of. I played one and I played two. It, it's the third one, but it's not Assassin's Creed 3. I don't think I beat two. Oh, oh no, I did. I may not have beaten two. Maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> the uh, the first one was a good game. Started the franchise off, and uh, actually started on this generation. So it came out for for the seventh generation of consoles. It did, huh? Yeah, that's right. Because I was playing Assassin's Creed when it red ringed. Oh yeah, and that's when I was just like, I'm done. Yeah, like um, I can't play this if. It's- now so then i never went back well i eventually went back and beat the first one yeah so the first one was good but there mm-hmm. was some monotony in it and it was still developing the mechanics and everything Two introduced Ezio, yes. who was a much more well-defined character than altair uh and was just the fans loved Ezio right away and they decided to kind of continue Ezio's story as they went through brotherhood and then finished off like the Ezio trilogy with assassin's creed revelations before going on to Connor's story in Assassin's Creed 3. Mm-hmm. But for me, Brotherhood was definitely the standout game. We took care of the origin story with Assassin's Creed 2, and then Ezio really got the the time to like spread his wings and, and a fly. lot of a lot of great new mechanics in uh Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, like building up the Brotherhood 
and having the ability to uh, recruit assassins and develop them. And really, it was the first one where you could build up a, a, a gang, mm-hmm. essentially. And that was fun. And you could always uh, I played a game on it was one of the only Facebook games I really, really got into was you could play and build up your assassin group through a separate game on Facebook, build up their experience oh, okay. and then transfer that save data like you could do it every day if you wanted to you could transfer that save data to the ps3 and it would add that experience to your assassin's party Hmm. which was pretty awesome so i thought that was cool really really enjoyed brotherhood number two number two damien's number two is super smash brothers brawl i played the smash brothers for nintendo 64 like the original one i think but definitely didn't. I actually, you know, what? I think I did play Brawl very briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're fun games. I never really got into them that much, but people that like them seem to really, really like them. I played a few of them. I don't know which ones or offshoots of them. Other yeah. games that were just like that. I always feel like it's a giant clusterfuck personally. <laughs> well, it is. And it's another party game that where it forces you to sit. So if you're not in a college dorm or just sitting with four other three other buddies. Yep. If you're playing that at a party, you do seem rude. You're just sitting there staring at a TV screen. (laughs) Yeah, unless that's kind of the focus of the party. Mm. What's your number two? The Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Really? Yes. RPGing it up. Yeah. Uh, And and when you're talking about spending a lot of time in something, I'm assuming this is it. Oh, no, there's one more game that I blew out. I think think if we looked at ours, I'm thinking my number one just blew everything away. Okay. Um. I this I was hesitant with these games at first. I remember playing. One of my friends had it for the first Xbox. Okay. Elder Scroll. What? What's it? Wasn't it just the Elder Scrolls? Maybe. I don't know. I can't keep track of. No. Uh, any of them. Yeah. And then I remember this came out, and I was just like, oh, uh, maybe I'll get it. Oh no! You know what it was? It came with my Xbox. Oh, okay. That, it was. A, it came with when I bought the 360. I think Elder Scrolls came with it. Cool. Um, and I threw it aside, and I was just like, I'm never gonna play this game. Sucks. Yeah. And then I popped it in. And it was like, all right, you know, there's a lot to do. And then all of a sudden, I was just like, I can't put this game down. Sucked in. Sucked right in with going down all the caves and exploring yep. and like being able to swing a sword and then throw a fireball and like. Just build this character up and, and do all this crazy stuff. And it was just, it was fun. Like, and as the game progressed and you start going into Oblivion, which is kind of like hell. Okay. It got even more intriguing. And, you know, there were some puzzle aspects to it. Being oh, able sure. to figure out how to close down an, an Oblivion portal and all that. Definitely. Those games Which got frustrating. There were yeah. times where I'm just like, I'm missing something. Where is it? And it would just take me hours to find the thing yeah, I was looking yeah. for. That's a game that had a lot of... Like you go in and steal from people and the townspeople start to be like, hey, what are, you, what are you doing? Sure. You know, like they start catching on. Unlike Zelda where Link can walk into houses in front of people and just take shit out of their treasure right. chests and stuff. <laughs> well, in the magic world of we. Right. There's no repercussions. We're all nice to each other. <laughs> uh, sorry, Damien. So, yeah, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. I, didn't, never, I didn't play I was just gonna the new say, one. What was Skyrim. It? Skyrim, I didn't. Was it a time commitment fear? Yeah, exactly. That's and what it is for geez, me. I had, and I have it. I just It's just another one that I never played. I have it for PC, just so I, I can get I all that. Also, I honestly get concerned. I'm like, I put so much time into Oblivion. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sure the game looks better and there's new stuff, but it's probably not going to live up to that initial excitement of oblivion like i understand that know? well it's probably the reason that i haven't played new vegas yet yeah i really liked fallout I was 3 pumped for new vegas yeah and then never played it yep you own it yes at least i didn't buy it that's true you bought it and yeah it's sitting there i have no excuses for yeah. <laughs> my idiocy yeah all right my number two yeah is arguably one of the best single player experiences that i've had in any video game ever Oh, one of the best. Yeah. And an amazing multiplayer. I like you. I'm not someone who jumps on the multiplayer freely and mm-hmm. just plays every single game that has multiplayer for this generation where multiplayer really exploded online. Didn't play a whole lot of games on it. I did a little bit with Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are games here and there where I dabbled in it. And I just never got hooked. But. Uncharted 2 oh. hooked me not only in the single player game, which had an amazing story, amazing gameplay, 
Uh, I was hooked the whole time, but the multiplayer also I spent so much time in because it was it was the first like multiplayer death matching type thing since since computers for me, yeah. like playing my computer in college that I got really addicted to and really, really enjoyed and felt like I could actually play on a level with the other players instead of just walking in and getting demolished yeah. right away. So Uncharted 2, like, oh, my God. And that's another franchise that started with this generation. Is it done? Yeah, I don't think so. Is their their storyline done with him? It wouldn't. It doesn't have to be. Uh, they they have one, two, and three have all come out. They could keep. It's like Indiana Jones. They could just keep going. If he has another treasure to find, they could come out with a new game. Oh. There's really no end point like to Tomb it. Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. They could just do more if they wanted to. But I I love the character of Nathan Drake. I mean, we just said Indiana Jones, and he very much is in that vein, Mm -hmm. kind of mixed with uh, some other personality types and whatever. I'm sure you could put a cocktail together of what actually builds up Nathan Drake. But the world is great. The cinematics are great. The graphics are always innovative. I mean, in in Uncharted 2, there's this amazing level where you're going through the whole level on a moving train, fighting from the back to the front that's cool it's it's so so awesome and they do amazing things with the environment and all that and i can't wait for another uncharted game three was not as exciting i think that was storyline wise more than anything but Mm -hmm. two was just it took such a huge step up from one that i think it really stood out to people Mm -hmm. so uncharted 2 is definitely my number two cool uh number one is the big one people number ones for damien damien's number one was new super mario brothers Wii, and i can't say i am surprised at all <laughs> new super mario brothers huge mario fan i know damien is and being a huge nintendo fan as well uh but again never played this game this one actually looks fun uh, i think this is the one where you can get like a super super mushroom and mario almost fills the screen he gets so <laughs> big and kind of stomps on everything but this one did look very entertaining. And there is something I miss about the Mario side-scrolling platformer type yeah. game. Something just simple and nice and fun about that type of game. And I wish there were more of them, honestly. Um, yeah, when Mario went 3D or, or whatever yep. with the N64, I was like, this doesn't feel like Mario anymore. Yeah, a lot of people liked Mario 64, but I, I didn't care for it so much. Mm. Mario Kart was fun, though. Yes. But yes. That, again, that's an, that's the old old generation. Right. Although there are Mario Karts for for the current as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, again, how much can you really innovate and change that? Sure. It's a kart racer. Sure, sure. Your All number right. one. So more hours than Halo. More hours than Oblivion, which was a lot of hours oh, between sure. the two. I am sure. This game captivated me from the moment... They said that war never changes. Oh, yeah. Fallout 3. Oh, just, yeah. I mean, I have never wanted to just go out and explore a world mm-hmm. more than the, even with the Grand Theft Autos. Like, there was just something about the mystery of what am I going to run into? Yeah. Like, who am I going to run into? What's going to happen? Like, and there's also that you had that paranoid feeling of, who you're going to run into they could easily just destroy you and yep. you can only run away from them for you so run long because they chase you that you just didn't even exactly. know was around the corner yeah exactly that game again because it was made by the same by um bethesda bethesda who yep. did oblivion yep it was just so much fun from beginning to end oh yeah and i played three would through be. it three different times um and each time i just spent the same amount of time in the world exploring and just yeah Doing everything because there were all the little Easter eggs, like the alien ship oh, yes. getting sucked up, and yeah. then the downloadable content. That was the first game where I actually paid. I was like, I need to buy everything, especially yeah. when it ended, and it ended, ended, and I'm yes. like, what? No, yeah. What do you mean it ended? I have to wave out for like Fallout Four. Like I didn't, you don't know, sure, and I'm sure. like freaking out. So I was like, oh, I gotta restart the game, and then they're like downloadable content. I was like, yeah, like they were like the first one is gonna continue the story. Yep. So you, Every time you play it continues. I just download. I could not wait for the next chapter to come out so I could play. Yeah. That game, I, I'm i even shocked that it's my number one over Halo. But Yeah, because like, you're a big Halo fan. The, just the amount of time. I think when Fallout 4 inevitably comes out, that will be a game that I will actually go and buy right away mm-hmm. and be like, I have to find time to play this. Because it will have, I think... You're going to be in a new world, mm-hmm. a land you've never seen before. 
it'll just be fun to go because I haven't played it in so long. It'll yep. be fun to just go and, and play a new one. I don't know how much of a new land you'll be in. I, maybe they'll go that direction, but being someone that's been with Fallout from the beginning, mm-hmm. it's always kind of that post-apocalyptic well, I mean, wasteland. Going from you, you uh, like two took place. You had DC yep. in the surrounding area, yep. and then New Vegas is Vegas, which I thought would be cool to do. Although I never got played it. Sure. Well, two, I, Fallout Two was also new. Was it, Vegas? It was, was Vegas. a place called New Vegas. Yeah. Yep. I think it would be cool. I don't know where they're going to go with it, but mm-hmm. there's hints in Fallout through all throughout Fallout Three of the Commonwealth or what I'm talking about Boston. It would yes. be cool to see them bring the game north because now you have the issue of the elements as okay. well. Yeah, true. To see if they play in some kind of snow effect or sure. how the game is going to progress in, you know, the geography. I mean, things would just be different yep. up here, even in a wasteland or how much of it is really a wasteland. Would you be interested in them doing something like Fallout? new africa <laughs> or would you oh. rather they just stay on north america oh i don't really care where they take oh, okay. it because i think well i think fallout is it's always been about the vault dweller yeah and emerging i think that's just the there's, story but when there's that many vaults yes. that are available they could really oh yeah they could do it anywhere Absolutely. i think i the other option too is i thought if you didn't do that maybe they'll bring the game south to like florida sure to see like how did that you know how have does the more land like aquatic there? areas and things or like even that. la they could take the i mean los angeles how did that develop yep. how you know what turned out over there yeah yeah but I, the game was just amazing i mean there was, there was just so much you could do with it and every little thing changed the game i mean i spent hours just going through the through the sewers trying to take out raiders and mm-hmm find more stuff and and it was just now i want to go and play it Uh, (laughs) now you said before too that you're not the turn-based rpg fan when you were playing did you stay straight real time or did you actually do like the the pause and aim type mechanic that fallout 3 had what pause and aim are you not even familiar with this? Like when you hit select and you see the different body parts and you can oh, aim specific. Oh, 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 that. That's when it becomes um, turn based. It was dependent upon who I was fighting. Yeah. And like my character. At first, I was I was doing it a lot because my my aiming ability was atrocious. Sure. Like I was missing every shot. Okay. But then as I was playing, I started to get a little bit better, and I could pull off headshots on like raiders running at me. I'm like, oh, all right, I'm getting better. Sure. But I did use that. Okay. Because it wasn't so much turn based. It was like you were able to just target a shot. Right. The VAT system. You took the shot and then you could either follow the bullet or not. And then it just continued to go. Yeah. So it wasn't like you did it and then you had to wait for them to shoot back. Okay. So I did utilize that a lot. I used it every time because that's Fallout 1 and 2, like I said, Mm -hmm. was turn based. So that was the the norm for me with those games, and that recaptured the feel for me. Yeah, because I'm not big on first person shooters, so to have the the turn based aspect of it made the game more enjoyable. Did for you me. play the game in first person or third person perspective? First person. Well, no, I honestly went back and forth between. Mm. I did during different times, and I think I might have actually spent a lot of it in third person. Mm. Because I, I, I like seeing the character. and Did you blow the city up or did you let it survive? Megaton? Megaton. Uh, I let it survive. I blew it up. I knew you would have. <laughs> well, each time, yeah, each time I played it, I made a different, it was like blow it up. Or, right, I think right. two out of three times I blew it up just to see. my. I wanted to get back in there. So I was always trying to find a way to get over the wall. But yeah. I mean, I couldn't find a way. As I normally do, I played as a good guy yeah. through the entire game. Although... Infamous and Infamous 2 I enjoyed so much that I actually played each twice and mm-hmm. played the good storyline and the bad storyline because the save continues over. Yeah. From those to the next. Well, I noticed with Fallout that different things would happen in the world, too, if you were good or bad. So Definitely. you get to experience things and partner with people that you normally couldn't. I think there were even characters that came about that you wouldn't run into if you had been yeah, one or the yeah. other. It's almost like playing another game because mm-hmm. it's a totally different story. Yeah. Oh, fall three, and even the game. backstory on it. There was so much that you could read in there about how all it took place, mm-hmm. like the war and how the bombs went off, and they, the time they went into. They, they, that was what impressed me about Oblivion and Fallout so much was the amount of time that they put into just the little things, like being yep. able to read a book, in yeah, the, like a like a, a big book. You could just read through every page if you wanted to. From what I've heard of Skyrim, they have complete novels on yeah. the shelves 
like not every book is a complete novel, but they have. What are you reading? Harry Potter. They have like a full <laughs> series of books that's almost like a Harry Potter knockoff yeah. or something. Yeah. They got Macho Man's uh, biography on the shelf. And they have Macho Man Dragons. Yeah. If you use the mods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I got the computer version, just in case I want to use mods. Macho Man's <laughs> coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number one. Yeah. Rob's is, number uh, one. It's probably no huge surprise, honestly, knowing me. Because whenever I play a video game, it's an escape. Yeah. You, you want to be the character that you're playing. Yeah. And there is, depending oh, on what Tomb game. Raider? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to be a, a, a woman. A big breasted with, brunette. With giant boobs that runs around and looks for money. Yes, and treasure. <laughs> and shoots bears in the face, apparently. Mm. But you, you always want to escape into the story and into the character. And for me, that character that I've always, always wanted to be is Batman. So when... When I've lived through so many Batman games that just didn't didn't accomplish what they should have over the course of Batman's gaming history, when Arkham Asylum came out and totally revolutionized not even Batman games, but added in so many different mm. amazing aspects to it. They had a great detective ability where you could scope out a crime scene and follow like a trail and do a little detective work. Then on top of that, they had the ability to use amazing stealth, like swinging around, moving like Batman would, mm -hmm. because you always see Batman zoom in and out of frame and you don't know what he's doing when he's off screen. But now you get to do that and you get to kind of pop in and drop on an enemy and all that stuff. Turns out he's always in the corner picking his nose. He's like, look at that bat booger. I know. And you can do that for like three hours. It's a little <laughs> mini game. That's the thing. You flick it and the guy's like. What the hell was that? And then you drop down and break his neck. And then there's the bonus level where you're just laying in bed recovering from all your wounds from the night before. <laughs> the object is if you smash the button fast enough, he actually reaches and is able to grab the glass of orange juice. And then you have to bring it in without dropping any. Well, now we're talking about heavy rain and oh. all this stuff in there. <laughs> but then on top of all that amazing gameplay, they added one of the most fun combat systems that I've ever, ever played in a game to where combat was almost like doing a combo in tony hawk mm. like you got multipliers in your combat for doing endless streams and it felt like batman and not only was it that it was also very brutal you mm. beat the fuck out of people and it felt good <laughs> it was a nice release like i could go in and play the combat maps and just do that for hours because it's just so satisfying mm. to do that and try to beat my score i'm like i'm trying to beat my score When's the last time I tried to beat my score into anything? <laughs> right. It, but it matters to me. I want to do this and I want to be good at it because I want to be Batman. Now, I know there's prob people probably thinking, why not Arkham City? Because most yeah. people would argue that Arkham City is the better of the two. Arkham City took it and they took all the things that were great about Asylum and they brought them into an open world environment. But there was something I kind of liked about the linear progression and the linear story of Arkham Asylum. I didn't mind being on rails for the game. Mm. So having the open world, it often I sometimes get overwhelmed by the open world because I want to do everything and I don't want to miss anything. So I feel kind of pressured by all the things that I could possibly do. Mm -hmm. But with a game that's on rails and you're going from one point to another and you're going through the story that they set up in the way that they intended it to be played out. There was something really satisfying about that, and I really, really enjoyed it. So my number one is Batman Arkham Asylum. Not surprised. <laughs> I didn't think anyone would be. But uh, some honorable mentions. You had mentioned that there were some games that you wish you could have fit on the list oh, but just didn't. Uh, I actually i am not a big fan of the, like, the Battlefield games and mm -hmm. stuff but because I suck at the multiplayer. But Battlefield 2, Bad Company. Okay was probably the most fun first-person shooter storylines I played because the game was innovative. It was funny. Yep. It was supposed to be like a joke. Yeah. But I loved the environment because everything is destructible. Yeah. So you can you shoot at a wall long enough and you break through the wall. Bullets will go through. You can take enemies out on the other side. That's always fun. That was the coolest part. Yep. Was being able to shoot a rocket launcher at a building and watch the building go down. Yeah. Be like, yes, that's how it works, you know. Yeah, I just, I really enjoyed that game. I actually had the urge the other day. I was just like, oh, I should, I should just go play that storyline again. That was fun. Mm. I tried the multiplayer, sucked at it, and meh, screw it. I'm yeah, back to the the first person shooting aspect. I mean, the single player game. Sure. 
Um, oh God, I erased the honorable mentions off my phone because oh. I, like, oh, I definitely would include Fallout Three in my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it and really spent probably a, not as much time as you, obviously, mm-hmm. but I definitely spent a lot of time in Fallout Three, and it was nice. It was nice to have Fallout back. Yeah, because it would it had been years and years and years. And I was I was very scared about the direction they were going with it because it wasn't the top down turn based RPG that it used to be. Mm-hmm. But I was more than satisfied with what they decided to do and pulled yeah. it off really, really well. What else? Honorable Guitar Hero 5. If we're talking music games, I really, really liked Guitar Hero 5. Spent a lot of time playing it. Are there any are there any games you used to you played on a previous generation that carried over into this generation but that died for you like this signaled this generation of consoles you're like well the tomb the names on the tombstone like for me i used to play believe it or not i used to buy all the madden games yeah not every year i'd buy like every other year or so because i'd wait for some kind of graphical upgrade there definitely uh, is absolutely that died for me for me uh it's the smackdown series yep wwe wrestling games in general died yep for me because they just they kept having modes in the game, like they they tinkered with the single player experience so much. I always enjoyed the multiplayer aspect mm. of the WWE games, and the single player was very hit and miss from game to game. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I don't have all my friends around me all the time anymore to just pick up the game yep. and play multiplayer with, I I don't get the same appeal out of playing those games online multiplayer. And there's yeah. there's always lag, and it's it's nowhere near the same. And if the single player sucks. Then I enjoy making characters, but that's it. Yeah, it's not even that much fun to play through the story. So I, I think the last one I bought was WWE 12, which is still pretty recent. But I yeah. might have spent a half hour playing that game after I made my character and I was done with it, which is very sad for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and uh, this isn't a franchise that necessarily died for me; it just kind of ended. Uh, was the God of War franchise? Oh, because one and two yeah. were on PlayStation Two. God of War 3 and God of War Ascension were on PlayStation 3, but I have a feeling it's kind of done. And it's not because it got worse or got bad. Uh, even though Ascension was the last title released and it was probably the weakest of them, but it's just kind of over. Like the story's done. It should be. Yeah. And it's it should over. be. It's I don't even think Ascension should have come out. I played through it and I enjoyed it, but there was no need for it. How about for you? Aside from uh... wrestling. Well, the wrestling, football. I used to play the basketball games. I actually bought NBA. I don't know. I think it was either 2K9 or 10. Yeah. And I enjoyed playing it, but then I just stopped and that was it. Like sport. I used to play a lot of sports games. Even like, even like Tiger Woods. Yep. They just have done. Yeah. Like sports games have just ended for me. I'd rather go back and hook up my NES and play some more Tecmo Super Bowl. I'd rather just go or back Super and Nintendo. <laughs> hook up my N64 and play No Mercy. But, uh, <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any other franchises that I, I played much that stopped. That's probably about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good stopping point for this mm-hmm. week. So as we get out of here, any final thoughts or something you would like to plug? No, no plugs. Okay. I'm good. Well, then go over to thegeekgeneration.com to see everything that we post over there. I think we might even be putting up an article including all three of our lists, which will be fun for people to check out, I hope. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. Like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. You can follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter and Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Angel. You can send your emails with feedback and questions to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Uh, so as we get out of here today, I'm just going to say, don't let the current generation die. It's not over yet. We will all enjoy the, the journey into the next generation, but this one's going to be kicking for a while longer. And uh, long live video games. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See ya. Make it so.